This is the NH Experience. Wake your goat mouth ass up. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know what this is coming down through the audience. You know what I'm saying? Break you because calls now. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the NH Experience here on Sirius XM. Slam Radio 145 and all of the streaming platforms, including the Believe Network. Thank you so much for tuning in. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you may be on this planet. Hope everybody had a great weekend and a great start to the brand new week. A lot to get into on this episode because we are live and direct from the Sundance Film Festival out here in Park City, Utah. Yes, I, I was on the ground. I'll get into that more if you followed me on Instagram at Nick Hamilton LA, as well as on Twitter at Nick Hamilton 213, you kind of see some of my adventures and especially on my story. But I'll get into that detail strictly for y'all. I will bring Sundance to you coming up later on in the episode. But first and foremost, got to get into a lot. Let me start off by saying I was not in the city of Los Angeles or even the state of California. Obviously, as I said, I was out here uh, since last week at the Sundance Film Festival. And uh, tragic news uh, struck when uh, doing the Lunar uh, New Year celebration in Monterey Park, California, which is uh, about 20, 25 miles, about 20 miles east of downtown Los Angeles, uh, right outside the city of Los Angeles, where a cowardly gunman uh, shot 20 people. Unfortunately, 10 people died. Uh, 10 people were also treated at the hospital. Uh, later on, it was found that the 72-year-old gunman um, was cornered in a Southern California city called Torrance, California. For those that may not be familiar with this, with LA, um, he was cornered and died of a, uh, according to the reports, a self-inflicted gunshot wound um, where he was pronounced dead. Um, he'd also ran into another. Uh, after he left the Monterey Park location, ran to a nearby city in Alhambra, California, um, and tried to commit uh, acts of violence there um, as the police continue to investigate. So I want to send my heartfelt thoughts, positive energy, love, and prayers out to the families of those victims who passed away, unfortunately, um, and to those who suffered, uh, are suffering from gunshot wounds. Um, this cannot go on. Um, it's a damn shame when you can't go and celebrate something so positive and so beautiful like the Lunar New Year and minding your business and having your family out there um, and have to worry about uh, some coward who doesn't know how to control himself and wants to take out a bunch of people that have nothing to do, that were completely innocent. They were out there to have fun, enjoy the time out. Uh, from what I understand, Jake, I mean, you've been out there uh, Southern California has been beautiful since the rains have stopped. So um, to have a, a, a good time and, and be able to have to deal with something so tragic uh, of that nature, man, it's just it's just absolutely appalling. So I just want to give my, my condolences out to the families of those victims as well. Um, and, you know, uh, it's just a damn shame, bro. It, I, yeah, I it's it's tragic, man. And. and the the information I was gathering because I wasn't even in the city as it happened, but I was of course in Southern California. But uh, it started off as this coward, this gunman, uh, was jealous that his wife was invited to a party and he was not. So that sparked all of this. So 
all of these innocent victims, uh, as as it stands now, there's 10 people in the hospital, 10 people dead, got the attention of America. And, you know, it, it just needs to stop. You know, people need to deal with their emotions. People need to seek help. If something's going on in your life, you don't need to take it out on innocent people. You know, and it's, a, it's yeah. a tragedy, man. It's just tragic. And, and this has nothing to do just, with mental health. This is cowardice. Yeah. And this is at his finest. And this has nothing to do with gun control. So nope. I don't want to hear anybody talk about gun control. No, nope. this is about responsibility. Guns don't kill people. As a, as a great Chris Tucker once says, stupid motherfuckers with guns kill people. Yep. And that's what exactly happened, unfortunately. So this has nothing to do with gun control. I don't want to hear the reactionary posturing of, oh, we need to worry about more gun. No, we no. need to worry about responsibility and Absolutely. accountability. And Absolutely. that's exactly what needs to transpire when it comes to situations, unfortunately, like this. Because regardless of gun control, gun control cannot bring uh, victims back from the grave. Right. Unfortunately, those families are going to suffer for a very long time, um, if not forever. And so it has nothing to do with any of that. We need to focus on the families the and be sensitive to the families of those who, who, were, who were and those who were victims and had to witness that even the ones that weren't victims those who yeah. had to witness that tragedy yeah. that's mental health now that's mental health that needs to be dealt with those are the people that need to get free mental health services because that's ptsd lord knows what else happens when you in those type of tragic situations so uh again this is about re responsibility accountability and you know, L.A. had must have been on fire when I was out there. We was out the city, man, because your man Shannon Sharp, <laughs> undisputed, out here getting it, trying to get it in, trying to cause the malice at the Palace Part Two, um, with uh, T. Morant, who was the father of NBA superstar John Morant. Now, according to the reports, because I saw some of the game, and I had a couple people that were obviously reporters that were there, and I kind of tapped in with them because they had, they were right there to, to witness right. the unfortunate. Situation. And obviously Dylan Brooks was jawing with LeBron. LeBron felt like he was being disrespected. Um, Dylan Brooks later on at the, in the post game said, look, I was making sure LeBron wasn't going to his, his, his safety net. So he couldn't handle it. Nobody disrespected Bron. And I think Bron got a little sensitive. I think Bron got, got into his feelings and he didn't, he, he couldn't, he couldn't execute the way he wanted to. And I, I understand the frustration when you are a superstar of his caliber and you can't make the shots or go to the, the side that you you favor the most, you're going to get frustrated. But there was no – that should have stayed on the court. There was no excuse to have – you know, Dylan Brooks wanted to talk to, to, to Shannon Sharp. People jaw at each other all the time. But Shannon Sharp is a 54-year-old grown-ass man. And so is T. Morant as a dad. And all of a sudden, that switched from Dylan Brooks and Shannon Sharp to T. Morant who's the father, again, of John Morant and, and Shannon Sharp almost coming to blows <laughs> in the stands before security had to come between the two and staff, which I felt was absolutely appalling. Now, I saw some people cheering it on and making memes, and that's all fine and funny. Trust me, I laughed at the memes, especially with Shannon Sharp, because somebody put John Amos yes, on, I saw that. <laughs> on Shannon Sharp's body, <laughs> and I was rolling. That mess was funny as hell. <laughs> I cracked up laughing. Yes. That was the funniest thing I had seen in a long time. And listen, Shannon Sharp ain't no punk, and neither is T. Morant. And as I said before, T. Morant don't travel by himself, okay? You may see him by himself, but T. Morant don't travel by himself. T. Morant ain't no punk neither. 
And not to say that Shannon Sharp ain't no punk, but this has nothing to do with ego. This has nothing to do with whose manhood is the biggest or the best. This, Their egos allowed themselves to be in a situation that did not need to happen. And what type of example are you going to set for the, for the young ones when the OGs are out here acting a damn fool as if they're 30 years younger? And I, and I really, I hate to see two men go at it, especially grown men, but especially two black grown men going at it in front of the public because you know they're going to hyper- Overside, overhype, overextend the yep. coverage. It wasn't even about the game anymore. Nope. Like it was actually a really good game between the Grizzlies and the Lakers. Right. But that right. got usurped because of the fact of Shannon Sharp. And then Shannon Sharp allowed his emotions to talk to Dave McMenamin of ESPN. <laughs> and you know, you know, once you your adrenaline is pumping, he's he's upset, which I understand. He was upset. T Morant was upset. But that is still no excuse. That's why you have to take a step back and not allow your emotions to dictate your decisions. Because then you're going to have to be in a situation where you're going to probably try to walk it back. But there may be times you can't walk it back. And thank God cooler heads prevail. And I love to see, I think it was part of the third quarter or maybe sometime in that point. It was in the third quarter. Third quarter after halftime. And Shannon Sharp actually hugged it out and they squashed it. And that. But you know what's sad, Jake? That was not shown them hugging it out and squashing it and talking it out like men, which I respect both Shannon Sharp and T. Morant mm-hmm. for doing that. And I've always had a lot of respect for Shannon Sharp just for how he represents on right. television. Yep. I can't stand him ball washing and lathering up LeBron. I can't stand that. <laughs> but I love Shannon Sharp for the fact of what he stands for and all the stuff he got to deal with with, 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 with Skip Baseless. And every and everything <laughs> over on FS1, bro. Yeah. Like I, I, I got a lot of respect for Shannon Sharp. <laughs> excuse me, and I got a lot of respect for T. Martin. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, excuse me, T. T. Morant. Um, and I was glad to see those two brothers hug it out and shake hands and squash everything and say, look, man, let's just move in peace and let's just move accordingly the way that we're supposed because they are examples. These young guys do look up to them. Yeah. These, guys, yeah. these guys do, you know, John, John Morant was raised well, you could tell. T. Morant spent time with them. That's why I He's doing, you know, he's doing great things. John mm-hmm. Moran's doing great things. One of the most exciting players in the NBA. True. Um, you know, as, as a young man with all that on his shoulders. And so um, I was glad to see it. And here's what Shannon Sharp had to say on Monday regarding the incident. As you probably have heard or have seen Friday night um, at the Lakers game, I want to apologize for my behavior. Um, You know, guys, I've preached for the last six and a half years, responsibility and accountability. And I take full responsibility for what transpired. It does not matter what Dylan Brooks said or how many times he said it. Me being the responsible person, me having the platform that I have and having so many people look up to me, I was wrong. I should have lowered the temperature in the arena. Instead, I turned the temperature up and I let it get out of hand. And I want to apologize to a few people. First of all, I want to apologize to the Lakers organization, Jeannie Buzz, the Buzz family. I apologize for any harm or unwanted attention that I brought to your organization. I want to apologize to the fans that were in attendance and the fans that watched on television because that's not what you paid for and that's not what you tuned in to watch. Shannon Sharp should have been mentioned as, a, as someone that was at the game, not someone that let his emotions run high and get out of hand during the game. So again, I respect Shannon Sharp. He took accountability and responsibility, what we were talking about early, early on. And I respect Shannon Sharp for that, and I appreciate him doing that. And I'm glad he was able to get that time on national television to do that 
And I'm sure he'll be back at another game. I'm sure that's not the last oh, yeah, time we're going to see course. him. Of course. Well, it was just bravado. Cooler heads prevailed. And, of course, them getting together and, and hugging it out is not going to make the news because nobody wants to see that. People want to see violence. People want to see, you know, people talking trash to each other. And the thing is, Shannon Sharp, I get it. You play football your whole life. Your mentality is going to be, you know, I'm the baddest mother effer on this, you know, blah, 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 blah. And nobody wanted to back down from it. You know, the players were all trying to gang up. It was, it was an embarrassing scene for all parties involved. But I do got to give props to Shannon Sharp for apologizing and, and being a man about it. I've met the guy several times. Nothing but class. Always nice to me when I ran into him. You know, just he should have just sipped on his drink, ate some popcorn, laughed it off if they were talking trash to him, and let it be, you know, like whatever. You know, but again... The, the game wasn't the story, and it was a damn good game. So, no, it was. It's was embarrassing. The, that's the funny part. Yeah. And I, 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 and I, Dennis Schrader, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, Shannon Sharp, Shannon Sharp is class personified, yeah. and I think that he's a good dude all around. I think, like I said, I mean, we've all been in those situations where, unfortunately, we got, you know, our emotions have gotten the best sure. of us. Yeah. And it, unfortunately, you know, it, it did. We weren't on the, the difference is we weren't on television. You right. know what I mean, it didn't happen in real time. It happened away from the cameras, or nobody had a camera phone out. You know, trying to be the next TMZ or or world star. I actually uh, saw a picture of them embracing from a fan. It, you know, and right. then everyone, yeah, that's, that's the sad part. Yeah, it should have like, been I, on I TV a couple, too. A couple of my media colleagues had had posted the fact that they were you know shaking hands and yeah. hugging out and actually talking. Yeah, at the at, you know in in in, in the break period, mm-hmm. uh, which was great to see. And I'm glad you know props uh, to those guys that that put out. I think my man Timothy Parker from Spectrum News mm-hmm. uh, was one of the guys that put that out as yeah. well. So props to him and everybody else that did it. I think Yovan Buha, who's the uh, yep. Lakers reporter from the Athletic, mm-hmm. I think he was one of the other, yep. other ones too. Um. And like I said, like you said, fans too. So it was great to see. I'm glad that was over with. And hopefully we can move on and move forward. And uh, LeBron won't be as sensitive when people talk trash to him. Well, that we've we known that for years. <laughs> he, he cares what people thinks about him. You know, Kobe Bryant never cared what people thought about him. Magic Johnson, even though he... Kobe used that as fuel. Kobe was like, where? Yeah, on. okay. You Dude. know, the greats, all the greats never cared what people thought about him. That's what made him great. <laughs> when Matt Barnes act like he was gonna throw that ball in Kobe's Kobe, face and Kobe didn't blink, didn't blink, and, and, and did it up. <laughs> that pissed Kobe off. Yeah, he lit the Orlando Magic up. Yeah, <laughs> that's how you do it. Yeah, Michael Jordan. They talk shit to Michael Jordan. Michael's like, "All right, I'm dropping thirty tonight." Yep, cool. And Michael would drop like thirty-five yeah. just for you to be like, you know what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, but but LeBron, you know, and, and then he caped for 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 Shannon Sharp after. Oh, that's that's my man. You know, I got his back twenty four seven. Of course, you do because he ball watches you. He wasn't gonna do shit. He wasn't gonna do a damn that's thing. Not. LeBron, Bro, stop it! I, between him making bad movies and bad decisions, I, I, I I'm just tired of LeBron. He he can retire tomorrow, and I'll be good with it. And, and I'm listen, over it. I love I love I love LeBron. I think I he's the most <laughs> athlete that we've seen. I think he's a talented, uh, you know, ball player. I respect his business savvy as it pertains to the businesses that he's been able to start and, and really, really setting the example for other players in the NBA to say, Hey, you don't have to wait till you retire. Right. You can do your retirement now while you're still playing and while you're still active and also hooking up his friends, you know, 
allowing Maverick Carter yeah. the opportunity to be who he's he, who he is right now. Rich Paul, you know, Randy Mim, mm -hmm. and other people in in that in that circle to be able to to live out and do the things they you know be in the lanes that they they're excelling in. So I always will give respect to LeBron for that. And certain issues okay. that LeBron has spoken up on, I will actually give him props for. I give credit where it's due. But that kind of stuff, I'm like, man, sit your ass down and go go shower. <laughs> Oh, I, I, I've had it with him, man. I really have. I mean, well, I, again, yeah, all the I'm things you said, I get, and I and I'm with it. His school, <laughs> his speaking out on social issues. Right. But LeBron, stop it, bro. You're, you're corny, bro. Stop it. Knock no. it off. You getting less, of, as my man Bomani Jones said, you getting less of the pie now than the players <laughs> were. But you ain't speaking up. <laughs> enough is enough, LeBron. Where's real power? Enough is enough, bro. Enough's enough. Absolutely. Well, enough is enough for some some teams in the NFL who are actually going to be on the couch this upcoming mm. weekend. We'll get into that as well as my adventures at the Sundance Film Festival. You are checking out the NH Experience here on Sirius XM, Snap Radio 145. Keep it locked. Yo, what's up? Baby, let's go. This is Tua Tungle by Lloyd. Yo, Sway Calloway. This is Spice Adams. This is Michael, the playmaker everywhere. What's up? This is Grok, and you're listening to Slam, Slam Radio. Radio Sirius XM. Yeah. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. We are strong, we are resilient, and we will get through this together. But these are stressful times, and it's important to also practice good self-care. It's normal to feel overwhelmed, anxious, or afraid, but there is hope. Reach out to someone, connect with your friends, stay in touch with your community, and know that you are not alone. Learn more at wearebroadcasters.com slash hope. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. I'm constantly failing, guys. I'm constantly learning. It's not how you fall, it's how you get back up. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. But I really get motivated when people tell me it'll never happen. That, that to me is what makes me get up in the morning and go, what's next? I love people to tell me no. I love people to tell me don't, it won't, impossible. And uh, the word can't is the word can. And the word don't is the word do. And the word won't is the word one. And in the word impossible, it's possible. What do you tell them? You tell them, you know? You know that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger, because all it's going to do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. you, you got to take those losses. you got to take those hits. There's got to be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs. In order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, terrible. You know, this is what it's all about. On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Slam Radio, what's up? From Enrique Santos, 2949, iHeart Latino. Welcome back to the NX Experience here on Sirius XM, Channel 145, Slam Radio, all streaming platforms, including the Believe Network. 
Make sure you hit me up on all things social media. On Instagram, I'm at Nick Hamilton LA, as well as on Twitter at Nick Hamilton213. Make sure you check out my guy, Jake Warner, on all social media platforms at Big Brother Jake. And oh, I got we got a superstar. Wow. I, you know what? I tell y'all every week, <laughs> this man is the producer extraordinaire, engineer to the stars. And damn it, if he don't continue to prove me right. Because, <laughs> oh, ladies and gentlemen, Stephen A. Smith of ESPN released his memoir, his book, um, Straight, Shooter. Straight Shooter. Make sure you guys go check it out. It's also available on Audible if you want to listen to it. It is narrated by Stephen A. Smith. I'm halfway into the book. I'm enjoying it's it. Great Props book. to Stephen A. for writing the book. Congratulations to him uh, on writing this book. But my man Jake Warner <laughs> got his name mentioned on page 146. Yeah, man. <laughs> if you're listening, I don't know where it is on the, on the chapter. <laughs> but if you're reading, it's, cha- it's page 146. Oh, Shout man. out to my man Jake Warner. Man. He used to he worked with Stephen A. Yes. When Stephen A. was over at Fox Sports Radio for many years yeah. uh, over there, taking care of the, the part of the production and, and engineering and making sure the, the show sounded great uh, every, every weekday morning. So... Hey, man, I want to give you props, man, because <laughs> for a person of his caliber to remember you, not to say that you're not important, no, no, no. but oftentimes you have seen people that have forgotten people that helped them get to that level mm-hmm. where they want to get to. And I was glad and much respect to Stephen A. for remembering you and putting your name in print um, and giving you props, too, man. That, that was really cool. Thanks, man. I appreciate the love, man. I, I was reading it last night, <clears throat> excuse me, and I... I forgot a while back, he was like, hey, I'm going to write a memoir, and I want your permission to use your name. And I was like, whatever, man. I ain't tripping off that. Like, yeah, okay, you're going to write a book. And that was a while back. And then I'm reading, and I was like, oh, snap. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> half asleep reading. I give the book to my, my middle daughter, Savannah, and I'm like, is this right? Is my name on this? So I was pretty excited about that, man, and thank you for the love, and Shout out to Stephen A. It's a great book. It's a good read. If you haven't got it yet, Straight Shooter. It's available everywhere. But yeah, my man's remembered me and showed some love. So that was dope. And then you showing me love too. That's dope too, man. I'm, that's amazing. I'm bro. humbled. That's I'm humbled amazing. by it, man. Like my phone blew up like later on, like, yo, you're in the book. Yeah. I'm like, what? <laughs> but yeah. I saw you post that, so I was like, I had oh, to. snap. <laughs> I was like, I, I had to look and I was like, okay. I had to. And, uh, that's beautiful, man. So, you know, congratulations <laughs> Thanks, to you, man. man. Thank Put you. in the work, brother. So it's only right, you know. And, and uh, like I said, I'm glad to see it, man. So when I write my book one day, man, I, I ask you permission to use your name. You, you have it now, so everybody knows. <laughs> it. I'd be more than honored to be a name yeah, of your yeah, book. Yeah, book that book's going to be wild, Jack. <laughs> like, I can already tell you right now, that book's going to be wild. I think, it's, it's you gonna, know, between your... It's going to stir a lot of pots. Between yourself and myself, man, we can write a book, and we it's know gonna, where all the bodies are buried, but we don't say but, nothing. <laughs> but, uh, hey, man, the man that's stirring the pot right now is your man, Brock Purdy. Brock oh, Purdy man. is absolutely on fire. He is on fire because this is a kid. Let me... Mr. Irrelevant, right? Yes. Kid that nobody expected to really get any real game time, right? Seventh round pick, last to be picked in the NFL draft. How many draftees do we still see in the league that were picked as Mr. Irrelevant and still in the league, right? Or you question, damn, this dude's still in the league? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what, fifth or sixth team in like four years? Right. But Brock Purdy stuck it out, man. And, 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 and I have to give a lot of credit to Kyle Shanahan and his coaching staff for him to be able to evaluate this young man. And, hey, who knew – that not only Trey Lance was going to go down, but also Jimmy G was going to go down at the most crucial time of the 49ers uh, as they continue to push forward towards the Super Bowl 
appearance in Ophelia competing for a Super Bowl championship. Yeah. And so when you look at, I mean, the trade for Christian McCaffrey, which was absolutely phenomenal. I thought that was the smartest move the 49ers were able to complete to get Christian McCaffrey out of that hell hole known as Carolina into a contender. Yeah. I mean, it's absolutely yeah. remarkable. He's been showing me he's had what he scored eight, seven or eight straight touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had a brilliant touchdown uh, on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, Debo Samuel's back healthy, but that 49ers defense is demonstrative. Nick Bosa and those boys are ridiculous. That secondary, they forced two crucial interceptions against your man, Dakota Prescott. And, uh, you know, Dakota out here looking like he out here running for his life. That man <laughs> more confused in a crossword puzzle with a dude with dyslexia. And let me tell you something. This dude is not your franchise quarterback to everybody. Cowboy fans, I just really want to know, is this your king? Mm. Is this your quarterback? Because mm. I don't know if y'all – I'm not sure – I'm not even – I'm no longer confident or sure that this, the Cowboys can win a championship with Dak at, at the helm. Because – this is the this is it for them. Their Super Bowl, their quote unquote window for a Super Bowl has closed. Yep. It's locked, <laughs> and they got a lot of free agents, including Tony Pollard, who's you know suffering from a broken leg. So that's going to be interesting to see how well he comes back from that. But Forty mm-hmm. Niners came back. In the words of my man E Forty, Bang Bang Niner Gang, because they were out there in mm. full force and they came to play. This is a team. That only uh, that 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 really is centered around one another, and then you look at the Eagles who destroyed the Giants. Shout out to my man Kayvon Thibodeau, LA guy, mm-hmm. University of Oregon. I think he's really really going to be one of the the best defensive players in years to come. We're going to be talking about his name up there with the greats if he continues to put in the work. But my God, did the Giants even show the hell up, man? I mean, all of them were milk carton all stars, <laughs> not. One showed up. And for all you idiots out there that thought that Daniel Jones was really going to make that run and really going to beat Jalen Hurts. And again, Jalen Hurts didn't have the best game statistically, but his presence alone changed the whole dynamic of the game. They have one of the most dynamic offenses, but they have an incredible defense. Mm -hmm. And Jalen Hurts does not have to do a lot to get a lot done, if that makes sense. He does not have to go for three, 400 yards drop throw for two TDs and all you know three three four five six seven eight TDs mm-hmm. he doesn't have to do that and the thing about the thing about uh Jalen Hurts is the fact that Jalen is, is you've seen the maturation and the growth in his uh position of a quarterback but also being able to lead that team and those those guys on that team the veterans as well as the young guys believing in him enough to say okay this is our quarterback he had he had the rest time which he needed that shoulder looked the, the shoulder looked good enough to to, to go, mm-hmm. and I can't wait for the NFC Championship. That is going to be a I think that may be better than the Super Bowl to be honest, because you have the Philadelphia Eagles, San Francisco 49ers, two two incredible incredible defenses. That is going. I don't know how much of an offensive game that's really going to be, but when you look at the boxes, you look at the dynamic offenses of both the Eagles and the, and the 49ers. You know, most people would take, obviously, you take Jalen Hurts, right? Because he's the most skilled quarterback. You've seen him develop. But then you you can't deny Brock Purdy. Because even though Brock Purdy hasn't played that long, this dude is on fire with gasoline draws on. So, (laughs) my guy, I mean, if if you are going to – I can't count out the 49ers. I cannot count out 
you know, even though they're going to travel to Philly, and Philly's never an easy place to play in the winter. But we've seen these same 49ers go into the frozen tundra of Green Bay and destroy Aaron Rodgers and beat the the, the Packers uh, in Green Bay on the road in hostile territory in the frozen tundra. So I'm not saying that the 49ers can't repeat. Um, as far as the AFC is concerned, I mean, the both the big the best bright spot for the Buffalo Bills was seeing DeMar Hamlin be in the stands watching the game three weeks after having cardiac arrest and, and being brought back to life and yeah. going through that grueling uh uh recovery process. And my God, I mean that that if you are just a football fan, period, that has got to touch your heart in some way, shape, or form to see that young man come back, go into the locker room, talk to his teammates be in the suite and the fans. And it was, it was such a great thing to see that the, both the Bengals players and the fans, you know, give it up to uh, DeMar Hamlin and, mm-hmm. and seeing that young man continue to progress. Um, that was probably the brightest spot for the Buffalo Bills. Cause damn it. They had a, there was a game to be played on, on the field. I don't know what the hell is going on with Josh Allen. I really don't. I think the missing piece, I'm going to tell you, Jake, the missing piece to me, his name is Brian Dable. Yeah. Who is a who's yeah. head coach of the New York football giants. Yeah, I agree. You can see the differences, especially in certain situations, especially third and long, Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. second and short. You can see the differences when Brian Dable was there versus what now that he's not. Um, I I, 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 I thought the Bills would go only because sometimes with the the situation with DeMar Hamlin, sometimes that can fuel a team to say, man, we're going to go all the way. Uh, but them missing Von Miller. And I tell people all the time, Von Miller on your defense is a crucial piece because nobody kept Joe Burrow on his toes more than Von Miller and being able to ignite that defense to say, no, man, we're going to, we're going to force this guy out. We're going to, we're going to throw him to the ground. And they weren't able to throw Joe, Joe Burrow. They they had no answer for that three headed monster known as Joe Burrow, Joe Mixon and Jamar Chase. You know, and, Watching Joe Burrow, just he's a cool mf'er, man. I'm telling you, I, I love his swagger. I love the way he plays the game. He's not afraid to play the game. The, he plays it the way it's supposed to be played. He's a badass dude, man, and he's not afraid. I love it when he was asked a question about the neutral site tickets. He's like, "Better get a refund." I mean, he was on Hello. it, and I want to see that kid get his ring. I'd love to see that. If my Chargers ain't going to do it, somebody got to do it. And I'd love to see new blood flash that yeah, ring yeah, and be in there. So, maybe if you play maybe you play Madden. Maybe you play season version hey, I've Madden. won Super Bowls on Madden. All right? I'm sure. That's, that's why the close the Chargers are going to get. <laughs> but, I mean, speaking of, of the nemesis, the Kansas City Chiefs, mm. uh, you know, who, who escaped with a win against the Jaguars. I told people, man, the Jaguars are going to be a very dangerous team in the years to come. They continue to build – I love Doug Peterson. I think he's an incredible coach. And I think that's exactly who uh, my man uh, Trevor Lawrence needed. Mm-hmm. I think that he was exactly what he's needed to develop and really see that to get the best out of Trevor Lawrence and the rest of that team as well. Right. Um, that's what they need, and they need to continue to build on that. And they, they, and I love the fact that you see Trevor Lawrence at the end of the game wait for all of his very classy, very classy, and, and, and made sure they all came out of the tunnel. And, and spoke to them and high-fived them, mm-hmm. every single one of them. That's a leader. That's a guy that gets it. Yep. And if you're Trevor Lawrence, you have a long future in this league. And if, they, if that organization continues to build around Trevor Lawrence offensively and then also continue to build that defense and special teams, Jacksonville is going to be a team that's going to be a very, very difficult opponent 
Mm -hmm. um, and as you saw on Saturday against the Kansas City Chiefs, and Pat Mahomes went down with an uh, ankle injury. Fortunately, according to the MRI, there's no structural damage, which is great. He does suffer from a high ankle sprain, which I don't expect him to practice at all this week. I think no. he's going to get a round-the-clock treatment. And if I'm the Cincinnati Bengals in that defense, if I'm going to beat Patrick Mahomes in that Kansas City Chiefs team, I'm going to force him out of the pocket. I'm going to force him to run on that ankle. I'm going to force him to stop. I'm going to slam him on the ground. Yep. I'm going to roll on that. I, listen, don't get me wrong. I'm not petitioning for anyone to get hurt or damage their career. No, but when no. you have something at stake like that, you're going to do whatever it takes. And I'm not saying the guys have to play dirty because I don't I don't do bounty gate. I never I'm not the whole bounty gate situation. I was never with. I think that was that was some sucker shit. But I'm saying as far as playing hard, but playing smart, but also capitalizing on your opponent's weaknesses. And right now, the weakness is that right ankle of Patrick Mahomes because we know how mobile he can be because he can beat you with his arm, beat you with his legs. And now he's going to be you have to force him to be one dimensional to beat you. I love Patrick Mahomes. I think he's sensational. But I think also, too, I can't count off Joe Style. The AKA Joe Burrow, because he has so much style. He's beaten Patrick Mahomes before. So if he can, if that three headed monster can arise for Cincinnati and, and go into Arrowhead, I think they can be successful. So I got Cincinnati in this week's game. I have the 49ers on the road, and we may see, we'll see a repeat of the 49ers and the Bengals back in the Super Bowl. But then again, I can't count out Patrick Mahomes. So that's tough, man. I don't know. Coming up on the other side of the break, we'll get into my adventures at the Sundance Film Festival, as well as, oh yeah, your man Drake out here bringing out Legends. You want to see that show, Jake? Hell yeah. We'll talk about it on the other side of the break. You're checking out the NH Experience here on Sirius XM, Channel 145. Keep it locked. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. We are strong, we are resilient, and we will get through this together. But these are stressful times, and it's important to also practice good self-care. It's normal to feel overwhelmed, anxious, or afraid, but there is hope. Reach out to someone, connect with your friends, stay in touch with your community, and know that you are not alone. Learn more at wearebroadcasters.com hope. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. I'm constantly failing, guys. I'm constantly learning. It's not how you fall, it's how you get back up. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. But I really get motivated when people tell me it'll never happen. That, that to me is what makes me get up in the morning and go, what's next? I love people to tell me no. I love people to tell me don't, it won't. You tell them, you know, you know that, that all they can do is learn. 
and come back bigger, better, stronger, because all it's going to do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. You, you got to take those losses. You got to take those hits. There's got to be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs. In order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, terrible. You know, this is what it's all about. On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Slam Radio, what's up? From Enrique Santos, 2949, iHeart Latino. This life is deep and dark, dark as the ocean floors, filled up with bones of the stolen slaves who jumped overboard. Welcome back to the NX Experience, final segment of the show, Serious XM. Slam Radio 145, also on the Boogie Network and all streaming platforms. Make sure you download and subscribe to us on all the streaming platforms, as well as check us out at nightcastmedia.com. That's N-I-T-E-C-A-S-T-M-E-D-I-A.com. Your gateway to sports, culture, entertainment, tech, all rolled into one. That's nightcastmedia.com. All right, my guy, Jake Warner. And uh, yeah, man, you know, Sundance, man, is cool. Now, let me tell you something. Being from Southern California, I am a tropical dude. I do not like inclement weather no. at all. I don't like being in the rain. I don't like being in cold weather. I don't like being in the snow. Okay. I can be in the snow for maybe 20 minutes. All right. That's why I'm out here out here skiing. All right. Because I ain't a snow dude. Right. I'll do the snowboarding. I'll enter tube down the hill once. All right. I'm good. I'm going back in, get my hot chocolate, cut it with a little something, something, and then we're we, we going to warm it on up. All right. But this time, I actually enjoyed myself. It was in the 20s, the lower 20s, mm-hmm. teens at night, uh, Sunday night while I was there. Uh, it was seven degrees at night. No, thank you. Monday when I was there, as I'm here now, and I'm going, I'm scheduled to leave today. Monday at night, it was eight degrees. It was the Kobe Bryant number. Oh, a degree warmer. Damn, man. Oh, Heat wave. oh here's a kicker, though. Monday was Kobe Bryant weather. It was 24 degrees during the day. <laughs> it was eight degrees at night. <laughs> Mind you, we just got off the anniversary of the 81-point game yes. that Kobe uh, accomplished at Staples Center. Yeah, so coming off the anniversary of the 81-point game, I said, boy, Kobe know what he's doing. He out here trying to control the temperature. <laughs> you know, God rest his soul. Uh, but man, it was cold. But you know what? It was fun, man. I got to got met some great people, um, made some connections, went to a couple parties, uh, went to some really great film screenings, had some great interviews with people like Erica Alexander. Y'all remember her from Cosby Show and Living Single? She oh, played course. Maxine Shaw yeah. and countless other films that she's in. Um, there's a newcomer uh, in this film called Earth Mama. Uh, she's an Oakland rapper named Tia No More. She she crushed it. She absolutely crushed it. You got to go see Earth Mama. Um, had an interview with Tiana Taylor. She crushed it in her in her acting film, uh, A Thousand and One. And man, she crushed it. I was thoroughly impressed with Tiana Taylor. Not to say that I don't think she's not. I think she's incredibly talented. Right. But to see her on the screen mm-hmm. and acting and really getting drawing out those emotions. And shout out to A.B., the director. She she was incredible as well. She did a dynamic job. Um, in that film, a thousand and one. I really want to see a thousand and one Earth Mama go to the ends of the earth. I think they really need to push these two films. Um, there was another film with Sanai Lathan. Uh, oh. Got a chance to check out. Dear Lord, Sanai Lathan is still She's magnificently so fine, gorgeous, bro. In person. Damn, goodness gracious. 
Um, you guys can check out all of the interviews uh, coming up on the show, um, and especially at youtube.com slash TV. That's youtube.com slash TV. Uh, brand new interviews with those individuals as well. So as, uh, also the cast members uh, of each of those movies. And, and hey, got me an Anne Hathaway, got me an Anne Hathaway question. I saw too, that. Buddy. I saw that. Oh, I saw yeah. that. <laughs> look at I you. Said, hey, look here. Look here. Look here, Miss Lady. Let me let me highlight at you for a minute. <laughs> but I mean, she was very gracious. She's very nice. I think she's one of the talented actresses as well. One of the nicest uh, people in Hollywood too, man, by the yeah, way. Yeah, she is. She's yeah. very nice. Very yeah. class personified yep. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Eileen was the name of her film. Um, very, very good film too. Very yeah. good film. Um, also, the Nikki Giovanni project, Going to Mars. I got a chance to talk to those directors of that. Got a chance to check out that film. Love If you love the work of Nikki Giovanni, you're going to love this film as well. I think it was a very well put together film. Um, so I was all around, man. I was bouncing back. I mean, I had me a nice little cabin up at Sundance. I see. You know, I'm I'm on the snow. You know, <laughs> I'm coasting. I'm as, as cold as I'll get out. I mean, yeah, man, I thought I was going to get frostbite, boy. It was so damn cold. You know, I ain't used to that, man. Man, I got to get back to the city. Yeah, I got to get back to L.A. You got to get back to L.A., <laughs> man. You, you out there in single-digit weather. We ain't built for that. Come on now. Yeah, man. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I was I was layered, brother, but sometimes them layers did not. That nope. coat, that the Jack Frost was nipping at my behind. I, I lived in Chicago in the wintertime. I already know. I, oh. I came right. I was stationed there and said, nope, going to San Diego. Man, look here. I have never experienced cold weather like this. The last time I experienced close to this cold type of weather is when President Obama was inaugurated. I went to his first inauguration mm. and we went to D.C. And yeah. then a couple guys I knew, we drove up to New York City. And man, we went out outside. It was 16 degrees outside <laughs> at night. I said, oh, hell no. Nope. Never again. And then I come to the single disc. So right now, unless I go to Antarctica, uh, this will be on record for me, the coldest opportunity Boy, it was so cold, Jake. My lips were almost froze. I had to keep talking and breathing just to keep my lips warm. <laughs> and I know when you're out in public, other than work, you ain't trying to talk too much, my man. I get it. <laughs> no, nah, hell no. I'm trying to go inside to get me something. Like me a hot toddy or something. Yeah, man. No, I know. So, you know, <laughs> I, I mean, shout out to the Acura Lounge, too, at, at Sundance, because they got they had free hot chocolate, free coffee, free green tea. So your man was, start, was stock, stacking up on the green tea as well as the of hot course. chocolate. Quite a bit, as you should. That's what those lounges are but, for. But you know, I got my appetite back, so I'm ready for the, this this week's moments brunch. What about you? All right, man. Let's get this started already. Here we go. All right, <laughs> this guy. I got. I got to give him love. <laughs> I got to give him love for this. Drake. They know. They know. They know. Drake dressed in all pink to pay homage to Cameron and Dipset before he brought them out to a sold-out show at the Apollo. What did you think about him doing that? And do you wish you would have been at the show? Oh, hell yeah. I wish I would have been at the show. If I could clone myself, I would have been at the show, but <laughs> I ain't found a way to do that yet. But no, I mean, that's an incredible... I mean, first of all, when you see these these young, these younger artists, yeah. and I know Drake has been in the game for a while, so yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm saying different generation of artists, to pay homage to the OGs that laid the way like this. Dip, yeah. that, dip, that, that anthem, that Dipset anthem... Still, still slaps hard. Yep. And so when I'm out here and I'm listening, I'm gonna, I mean, especially we talked about getting out, you know, we working out and everything. And yeah. you got that Dipset anthem. Oh, you going hard on that treadmill oh, you for are. sure. Oh, yeah. You, 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 you pump get it. extra mileage on the, on your feet for sure. 
but it was it was a beautiful thing to, to be at the Apollo in Harlem. Dipset obviously yeah. represents Harlem. Absolutely. And to see those guys get back out there, man, and rock the crowd, man. I thought it was incredible. Shout out to Drizzy Drake for doing that. I thought that was an incredible move and a very classy move yeah. by him. And it's just been then showing the younger generation, look, man, these guys are the ones paved the way. He could op- expose his audience that weren't maybe privy to Dipset yeah. or didn't understand Dipset, and now they're going to check out Dipset. So it all works, man. Yeah, it does. And, you know, sadly, <laughs> he had people so happy and shook at the show that somebody actually fell from the damn balcony. Uh, from what I hear, they're okay. Oh. But, you know, I mean, the Apollo's a small theater, but it ain't safe to be out there trying to rock up there in the balconies, man. But, yeah, I would have loved to have no, been at sir. that show. Um, oh, Boy is one of my favorite songs. I love Dipset, you know. They are New York personified, Harlem personified, and um, any chance I get to go to Harlem, I love going to 125th Street. I do. Hello. I love Harlem. I love New York City. I'll be out there this summer, hopefully. But yes, I would have been there too. Uh, next item on the menu. Oh, mm, yes. Apparently, actress Nia Long is not just enjoying success with the recent Best Man series on Peacock. She also is starring in a new movie on Netflix with Eddie Murphy called You People. At the movie premiere, she was seen smiling on the carpet with singer Omaria. This past weekend in Dubai, she was hanging out with TV host Terrence J. Is it safe to say Nia is all about that single life? I hope so. Oh, yes, indeed. <laughs> First of all, speaking of another beautiful woman, mm. Nia Long, goodness gracious. I mean, all that she's had to Ooh. go through with Emei Doka and that mm. whole scandal that just completely... Tried to embarrass her, man. I'm so happy for her. Yes. I'm happy for her success. I think she's an incredibly talented actress. I was, you know what's funny? I was just watching Boys in the Hood the other day. It came <laughs> on. And I was like, wow, to see Nia Long right. go from Boys in the Hood, right? Yeah. And build an incredible resume. I thought it was phenomenal, yeah. man. And to see, you know, all that she had to go through and she still has her son. She has to be a mother to her son, but mm-hmm. for her to have some fun and really ex- ex- experience and enjoy life again. And I ain't mad at her. Hey, she's with a Marion. She's with, or she's hanging out with Terrence J going to the Beyonce yep. show in Dubai. I mean, Hey man, let that woman live her life. That woman is single and ready to mingle. And I'm so happy for her. I love to see it. Hell, I wish I was one of them dudes. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> hanging out, being with Neil Long, hanging out, man, stop it. That's what I'm saying. And and the thing about her, she's that always been childhood cl- dream. Uh, hell yeah, bro. She's always been classy. <laughs> you never hear her name brought up except when you know the whole scandal in Boston happens, which which was so unfortunate, and I felt bad for her. But she's living her life. She deserved to live her life and have a good time and and, and do the damn single thing. And that, my friend, is the moment's brunch. Hey man, yeah, you do know that. Thank you so much. I appreciate yes, it. Going to end the show with uh, I had a great interview with Tiana Taylor. I mean, I, first of all, her daughter steals her daughter Junie, I believe her name is. Mm-hmm. She steals the show. That is the star of the family. <laughs> we love Tiana Taylor. Props to my man Iman Shopper, dude, has a great, incredible show in the podcast. Yeah, but the star of the family is that little girl right there because <laughs> she. She stole us. I mean, I didn't let her. I let let her sign off. And then Tiana said, "Maybe I should let her answer my questions for me." I said, "Maybe so, maybe so." Uh, but she was. They have an incredible family, man. I love seeing them support each other as a family, um, and I love seeing that, man. That's just a beautiful thing on that carpet at Sundance, man. So I'm gonna leave y'all with this incredible interview with Tiana Taylor. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you miss any portion of the broadcast. 
Download and subscribe to us on all the streaming platforms, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, uh, Google Play, Spotify. Thank you to everybody at SiriusXM, everybody at Nightcast Media, uh, Slam Radio, and the Believe Network. Thank you so much for all of y'all tuning in. For my man, Jake Warner, producer extraordinaire. My man got his name in a book, y'all. He in print. A bestseller. <laughs> in, in, in bestseller. New York Times bestseller. That's yes, right. There you go. Engineer to the stars. I'm your host, Nick Hamilton. Until next time, please stay tuned. Check out this very special interview by music artist and actress Tiana Taylor. We in the wind like paper planes, y'all. So I'm here with the one and only Tiana Taylor. You you being in this film, what resonated with you mostly about this film that you desired to bring your talents to in order to bring this this film to fruition? I mean, this was a special one because, you know, not only did it take place in Harlem, but I'm from Harlem, you know, so to play you know a character a harlem based character i thought was amazing but most importantly to really be able to tell this story you know and just like watch how harlem transition you know what i'm saying it's like when you living in it you don't you see it but like to sit in the theater and like watch it and watch it transition you don't even realize how big of a transition it was you feel what i'm saying so like it hit home in a lot of places you know uh, and just seeing how much how many of the staples they actually took away from Harlem, you know what I'm saying? Like that perfect architecture, like that raw, just mm, that Harlem used to have, you know? To see how, you know, it is now is, is crazy. Working with AV, what does she bring out in you that you didn't realize maybe you had in you, but it took her to bring it out to bring this character out? Oh my God, I think the most important thing it took for her to do is, is to actually believe in me. You know, I had took a lot of roles and done a lot of roles where I was like either funny or this, that, but never a role. I never felt like a, anybody gave me the a real opportunity. You know what I'm saying? And I'm happy that she she took a chance on me because she could have just heard my name and be like, ah, I never seen any of her work. I don't know if she got the chops. Boom, 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 boom. Because some people would just prejudge you off of that, you know? So for her to love myself tape and she's seen hundreds of girls, you know, that meant a lot. I'm looking forward to watching this film. Congratulations on that. And uh, how do you, lastly, how do you balance between you? Obviously, you're a music artist, incredible music artist, and now you're into the acting field. So how do you balance it, too? And also being a mother and, and yes. having a family. Yeah, it's crazy because I actually filmed this movie six months postpartum. So I had, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Rue was only six months learning how to walk. And, you know, I had Junie and just trying to balance everything out. But I've always been big on balance, you know. And um, we made it We made it happen. I don't know how we made it happen, but we made it happen. Well, you always make everything happen. So that's no surprise. But I'm glad you did. And we're looking forward to watching this film and looking forward to watching many more films that you're going to be a part of, too. Thank you. Thank you so much. Be safe.